Hey everyone, welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast. We are glad that you've come back. Hey everyone, back. welcome to the... <laughs> I was trying to sync it up with you. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Thank that's, you. Thank that's you. Kyle Lee joining us from his classroom. Uh, laughing to my right is Kyler Clapp. Hi. And then we got producer Chris Hello. running the faders. So let's uh, let's have a good show. You know, off off air, I said to myself, this show is going to be better than last week, so we can only go up from here, right, guys? I think it's just uh, give them what we got. Give them what we got. Sometimes that's not very much. No, not going up. We're just going. We're just going. Kyle, how are you doing today, sir? Amazing. Amazing. I don't know Amazing. if I believe that. <laughs> Amazing graces are all over me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not someone's uh, got to keep it spiritual, guys. That's right. Since y'all two are See running amok, <laughs> running amok. Uh, well, we'd have a good show uh, in store for you. Kobe Dickinson is uh, on the podcast today, so we'll get to him in just a moment. Um, but before we do that, Kyler, uh, I think it's time for top three. Top three, waiting on Kyle. There it is, subtle, nice. Today's top three is your top three. Places that inspire you the most. Can you define inspire? Like, get and your, places. Keep your in places. <laughs> Top and three. Most. Can you and most. <laughs> Top three. No, like, uh, like inspire you. Like, just help you feel refreshed. Keep your creative juices flowing. So these are places that we. These are physical spaces mm -hmm. that we do go to or have gone to. Yes, and they could be okay. specific or they could be like a category. Like outdoors. Like malls. That was mine. Like heaven. Oh, shh, don't tell. Okay. Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you want to start? That's your That's your first, Kyle? Abraham's bosom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can dig that. I'm inspired, you know. Um, Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Kyle. That's, that's okay. Three. Top, th top three places. On your door. Is that the janitor? Oh, that was me clapping. Okay. Oh. Uh, top three places I keep my juices flowing. We got Tropical Smoothie Cafe, uh, Jamba Juice, and Orange Julius. <laughs> wow, that's amazing, Chris. What about you? <laughs> Wait, was this not juice related? <laughs> oh, no, Kyle, it's inspiring. I only heard the part where you said juice. No, top three places that these inspire you the most. Are hurting. Oh, is it the headphones? They're hurting. It's just hurting? like. <laughs> spins, he spends his days. Well, we'll, we'll come back to you, Kyle. So. Maybe you'll get the gist after. I knew now, it. now he's was gone. Knocking he at the door. Taking his headphones off, Chris. While he's <laughs> while he's gone, what are your top three? Hmm. Um. I would say around a bonfire. Okay. And then sub part of that is um like if I'm anywhere stargazing, that's always inspiring. And uh, seeing stars right now. I just on the road. Just on the road. Just on the road. Just ha have music playing. Just really, yeah. just have your mind clear and just yeah. thinking about whatever. That's, that's nice. Inspired. That's, that's good. That's nice. 
Yeah, Kyle's seen stars. He did actually, for the listener out there, uh, do a weird cartwheel. I wouldn't call it a cartwheel. Yeah. I didn't have it enough like room a creed to do cartwheel. the full-blown. <laughs> it looked like Gollum in the background. It was <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a, are you sticking with your top three, Kyle, or do you have a, a new set? Uh, what was, uh, inspirational places. Hmm. My piano, like sitting there. At a piano, okay. My, my piano, my specific okay, one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, I'm not that good, but I have lots of thoughts. Hmm. The shower. Yeah. You can't think any better than when you're in the shower. Like, I brush my teeth in the shower, and that may be weird. Like, we can get in a whole rabbit trail. I mean, it's about that. Saving the world, kinda. Well, no, it's not because what ends up happening is because, like, you know, shower is such a, like, a habit, like, routine. Like, every morning, first thing I do, um, that is just no, like, it's just mindless. And so I start brushing my teeth, and then I'll realize, like, like, 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I should probably stop brushing my teeth now. So it's at least good for your teeth, I guess. It's not good for the environment. I'm just wearing them down to the gum. He currently doesn't have gum. (laughs) (laughs) But that's no, just that so was bad. that was false news reported by Kyler. So What's your third one? Wait, was in the shower your third one? Third two. one. Oh, um, so my shower, my piano, and uh, I only have two. That's the only two places I go. Your shower and your <laughs> piano. <laughs> I mean, yep, just back and forth. I guess it's okay. Each their own. I don't. I don't think anywhere else. Um, well, yeah. So I think everywhere for me is outdoors, um, but in kind of specific areas, uh, I like to be able to walk and look up and just be surrounded by trees. Like so, if I look up, I'll I'll I see your trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to be in the mountains. So if I can go spend a day in the mountains, it'll like rejuvenate me for the next six months. Um, and uh, then the last one is outside under the stars. But I want to be able to see them. Like you know, if I can occasionally uh, take a glimpse of a shooting star or something, that's that's me. Nice. Mine is. First one outdoors, but by a body of water. Okay. I have to, like, I don't know why water inspires me. Second one, on my trampoline, looking at the stars. On the trampoline. Has like to laying be down? On, yes. Yeah. Well, I could be jumping. Oh, okay. But on the trampoline. Last one, probably, like, uh, something with live music. Like, at a place with live music. Like, a concert or sometimes okay. church. Or sometimes, like, just sh- walking, shopping, and there's live music playing. Yeah. Walking and shopping. And with live music. music playing. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Walking and shopping. That's a, that's a good music. question. That was a good uh, top three. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, very good. It was great. It was fantastic. It's because I'm wearing a collared shirt, I think. That's what made you ask the uh, question? I get my stuff together. <laughs> with a sweatshirt underneath it? Over, over it, it, I mean, it's a balance. Life's about balance, <laughs> a nice, Kyle. A nice pr- professor look you got going on there. That is kind of, kind of a professor look. Well, like professor slash like, 
I sat next to a guy who almost went to Harvard today, so you have to be <laughs> you have to be ready at all times. All times. Harvard. Oof, plagued with scandal. At all times. Really? The fencing scandal. <laughs> so anyway, we have a great uh, guest today. I think it's time we, we just move on. Speaking of fencing, that. we have a great guest today. Our guest today is Kobe Dickinson. He's a filmmaker, podcaster, and creative, and he oversees and produces all video content and podcasting for the Southern Baptists of Texas Convention. Um, he also has a freelance company called Kobe Films, and uh, we talk about all of those things and several more things during this conversation. And so uh, let's just get right to it. Here is our conversation with Kobe Dickinson. Kobe, thank you so much for taking time to be on the Creative Podcast. Uh, can we just get started by maybe telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're at? Sure. Yeah. And first of all, I just want to say thanks for having me on. This is an honor for me. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about it and, uh, and you know, ecstatic that you asked me to be on. So I appreciate you asking me to be on. But, um, but yeah, my name is Kobe Dickinson. I live in Fort Worth, Texas with my wife, Brittany, and our 10-month-old daughter, Maya. Um, I currently serve as the creative arts catalyst for the Southern Baptist of Texas convention. Um, I've been with the convention for the past five years as the lead videographer. And as of this month, uh, I'm shifting into a new role, um, as the creative arts catalyst, where I will work alongside the creative teams in our convention, help with worship tech needs and, um, build resources and community with creatives in our churches. So really excited about a lot of the things that are in store there and, um, you know, excited to see what God's going to do. But uh, as far as my backstory goes, I grew up in a small town in East Texas called Crockett, Texas. Um, there's about 6,000 people there. And um, my dad's a pastor there in Crockett. And so I grew up in church. I uh, became a Christian at a young age, at eight years old. And uh, began pursuing God, um, actively. And, uh, whenever I was a teenager, I really felt God's call on my life at the age of 16 to, um, go into creative ministry. I had no idea what that meant. My only view into ministry had been, uh, the life of a pastor looking up to my dad yeah. and, um, was really thrown into this whole new idea of, uh, ministry that I had no idea what it might be. And, uh, all I knew is that we had a media ministry there in our church that, you know, did cassette tapes and CDs and <laughs> like duplicated and, uh, them, like did the duplication. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, and so like I, I knew what some of that meant, but you know, obviously that's not what we do now. So it's been interesting to see how God's used that. But, um, I had some incredible mentors in my life that really took me under their wing during that period. And, guided me through that process and you know now fast forward 15 more years and God's continued to open door after door and given me multiple opportunities to be in the ministry in different creative realms and um, allowed me to build a career out of this and I've been really thankful for that and uh, thankful for even like connections like today where we get to talk about it and talk about what God does uh, through the creative world um so yeah so that's that's me i'm excited about where god's taking me and excited about what's next well that, that that's great man and congratulations on the new new role um yeah i appreciate that and you know you you 
you said that uh, for the last few years you you oversaw all the video production um, there, and um, you know you said you you were called at the age of sixteen into creative ministry, but what what made you kind of move in the direction of video uh, throughout that time? Yeah, so I. Whenever I was 16, like I said, I, I really felt like that was what God wanted me to do. But at that point, I didn't know it was video. And um, so I, I told my student pastor and, of course, some other leaders in the church that, you know, I'd, what I was going through at the time. And my student pastor had said, you know, I was wanting to really start video announcements on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. So he, he gave me a camera and turned me loose with it, which... I don't really recommend doing that with a high school kid. <laughs> you know, you don't know what they might come up with. We did some really silly videos, uh, but in all honesty, in all honesty, that is one of the things that I look back and I'm most thankful for is that he entrusted me with that and gave me opportunity. So, um, so yeah, so he turned me loose with the camera, and um, I began to see the the reach that video had and. Mm-hmm. Um, the opportunity to do things. I was, my mind was blown by a green screen and, um, the different things that we could do. And, um, and then also we, we produced live services there at the church, um, for a local station. Okay. And so, um, there was a man there, uh, his name's Virgil or his name was Virgil Grote. And, um, he had been in charge of the media ministry for years and years. And he is, uh, one of the people that I look back on and, um, can't thank him enough for what he did for me to show me the opportunity there. And he was constantly, um, encouraging me and pushing me to, um, to use my gifts in the back room back there to produce content. And, um, so yeah, so he gave me the director's chair, gave me a headset and, uh, again, turned me loose and gave me opportunity. And that became my role, uh, my junior year and senior year of high school to direct that team and, um, fell in love with it. And it really began to, to make it very clear what God's, uh, direction on my life was. So I, um, decided to go to college for it. And, um, you know, school never has been my thing. And so the biggest blessing that God gave me was a church reached out to me my first semester in college and (laughs) offered me a position at a church to do the exact same thing and um, stepped into their sound booth, started doing sound and video there, doing video announcements, all that stuff, and eventually became a full-time job. And um, so I just, like I said at the beginning, God has continued to just open door after door after door. And um, it's been incredible, man. But um, I, I think my the biggest part of my life story and my testimony is that if uh, just if you stay true to God's call on your life and chase after Him, He will lead the way. Mm-hmm. He goes before you. Yeah, that's so good. And that's it, that's a great story. And um, yeah, I don't think we can ever overestimate the power of somebody giving us uh, the freedom to to learn. You know, you, you mentioned oh, your definitely. student pastor and you mentioned the the man who gave you the, the ability to direct, you know, there at the tail end of high school. And, you know, there's always those people in our lives who, even if they don't understand, you know, what they're doing, they if they give us just enough empowerment, um, it's amazing what can come from it, you know? Yeah, no no joke. Um, my youth pastor's name uh, is Mikey Osborne, and he still follows along with everything that I create. Yeah. And he's he's been an encouragement from day one until now to still 
you know, encourage me along the way and help me remember that what I'm doing matters. And I think, I think a lot of creatives need to hear that in general, yeah. that what they do matters. Yeah. I, th- I think that's so good. And that, that kind of led me, uh, leads me into, uh, my next question because, you know, you've been doing this for, for a while now and, um, you know, as creatives, we can get caught up in the grind of, you know, maybe it's the same thing every week or the same routine or the same projects. Um, but sometimes we might forget, uh, that, you know, we're communicating a, a message and it's the gospel message. And so kind of in, in things you've learned and in your years of experience, um, what have you learned as, uh, as good tools or good ways to communicate the gospel through, through media? Well, I'm going to say a really obvious answer, but I'll, I'm going to expound on it a little bit, but you know, social media is a, is a beast. It's a monster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even, right now without getting into it all our nation's going through a lot and you know social media is a certified disaster um you know you get onto your feed and you see things that uh, you have no idea how it popped up there Mm -hmm. and now it's filling your feed up and (laughs) you know it's it's a it's a monster so so the thing that i would say here is that you know as the church i feel like it's our responsibility to uh combat that with hope combat that with um with truth and with what um with the gospel and i think that that is one thing that we can be doing on a regular basis mm-hmm. is to um try to combat that try to throw truth and hope back at that um to communicate the gospel message to people but um i'll also say as a part b to that is that um the power of the testimony is incredibly strong Um, Your story that you have is unique to you, but it's also um, relatable for people that you may never meet, you know, and I I feel like I have this conversation a lot with uh, different creative teams that, you know, story is king in the church in a lot of places. That's what they're after is to get the story that, you know, the tearjerker story. Mm -hmm. And the honest truth is that the, you're, your normal life story could be just as powerful to somebody um, because it relates to them. Yeah. And um, Jesus is moving in your life regularly. And so just to be open about that and constantly be telling people that through means like social media and things like that is is an easy way to communicate the gospel. We just have to be willing to do that. Um, and I, like I said, I think stories resonate with people. They stir emotion and help people identify with each other and with scripture. And um, all throughout scripture, you see Jesus using those stories, using parables. And um, he taught through story, and that allowed him to connect with people um, in a way that they understood, but it also introduced truth to them. And, um, you know, uh, as I was studying, uh, I saw in 1 Corinthians 16, 8, that the scripture, you know, just up front tells us to tell our stories. It says, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name and make known his deeds among the people. And, um, as I was reading through that, I was just thinking our stories could be the thing that helps make the gospel tangible for people that don't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage you as you're, if you're creative, listening to this, or, um, if, if you're someone who is hesitant to share their story, that is a, you know, an, I won't say easy, but that's that's a that's a good first step to take if you want to try to personally use your social media to communicate the gospel. 
Yeah, that, that that's so good. And as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, sometimes we do sell our own story short, and because it yeah. becomes mundane to us, you know, it's sure. like we we know our story, but but there are so many. Uh, you just never know who who it might make an impact with. Even if you know, you said you 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 um, knew, you 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 came to know Jesus at a very young age, and you know, like uh-huh. you know, so sometimes we discount that. It's like, well, I mean, I've been a Christian my whole life. I don't sure, you know, I don't have the tearjerker. Um, but, right. but it's so powerful to think that even this, you know, the stories Jesus told kind of could appear mundane to the listeners on the on the surface you know because he was talking about farm life he was talking about things they would understand um but then that that seemingly mundane thing you know he would have that one little insight that that would provide the the powerful truth right Um, you know so as you said that i just thinking like that's sometimes i think as creatives we're tasked we think with telling the epic 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 stories (laughs) right and sometimes the seemingly mundane story can carry just as much truth you know so definitely and i think i think whenever you're telling what like you mentioned what you might feel is a mundane story um there's still like you said there's gonna be that little nugget that could possibly connect it for somebody yeah um whether that's you know something big that you've gone through in your life but you've stayed the course or if it's um just the fact that you know, God has provided for you nonstop from the time you were a child till now. And you recognize that. Um, it, I mean, I don't know. It, you, you could, you know, name a million things that we might feel as mundane, but it's miracles that yeah. God has, you know, led us this far. So. No, oh, that's good. That's good. Um, switching gears, uh, just a little bit. I, as I was preparing for this, I noticed that, uh, you, you have, uh, Kobe films, and um, I wanted to know if you could tell us a little bit about that, and uh, then uh, I have a follow-up question if you tell us a little bit about it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Kobe Films is my it's my side hustle. It's my um, thing that I do on the sides uh, on the side uh, to keep myself creative and um, you know do something a little bit different than I might do in my day to day job, and. Um, so what I do is I create video content and marketing pieces for businesses and organizations um, and help them do it from start to finish, um, coming up with ideas to making the ideas happen. And um, so anyway, so I started it a while back because some of my friends had side hustles and um, they needed promotional and marketing content. And so I started doing that and it eventually turned into my own side hustle. Yeah. And um and I, I love it. Uh, I, it's a fun way to do things on the side. And, um, you know, some of it is ministry based work, which um, I've so I've gotten to do things like go to Tanzania and oh, wow. film on a mission trip or um, gotten to, uh, you know, I have a friend that does woodworking. Shout out to Dapper Woodworks that um, <laughs> he he invited me to come do some of that stuff for him early on. And um I, you know, it's just fun to be a part of other people's creative journeys. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so anyways, yeah, so it's kind of my thing on the side that allows me to stay creative and, um, God's given me some fun relationships through that, that, um, I've been able to be a part of, uh, people's lives that aren't Christians and be able to kind of share the gospel to them and, um, but then also be a part of some really neat ministries yeah. uh, that I wouldn't be able to do on my normal day-to-day job. 
That's awesome. I, my follow-up question is, you know, I, I feel like that um, creatives, you know, it's the side hustle thing. Maybe it gets overused sometimes, that that word. But, you know, uh, sure. for, for you, um, do you have any kind of words of wisdom or if there's someone out there who's thinking like, hey, I'd like to figure out how to start kind of doing a side gig or more freelance work or whatever, do you have any kind of words of wisdom for someone who might be trying to kick that up? Yeah, I... I would say that um, the beauty of the side hustle is that you can take on as much as you want or, you know, or say no to as much as you want. Um, but if you're trying to make it a full full term, I mean, full time thing, eventually it's, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work and um, challenging to juggle life and a full time job and a side hustle all at the same time. But um, but again, the beauty of it is just being able to. Um, be creative in a different way, um, be able to meet those people that you may not have met in your normal Monday to Friday. And, um, and so I would say if you, if you, uh, are passionate about it, go for it. Um, but know that it's a lot of work yeah. and know that, um, uh, <laughs> that it's, it is not a get money fast <laughs> thing. <laughs> typically it's, it's a lot of work, but, um, but that's, that's the thing that I really like about Kobe films is I'm not really, doing it to try to turn it into a full-time job it's more so just a way to stay creative so um that's that's probably the thing that i've enjoyed the most and like i said some of the people that i know as friends that are doing side hustles it does the same thing for yeah. them gives them an opportunity to create something different and also make a little bit of extra money on the side while they're doing it. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought it up like that. Cause I think, you know, if you, you follow all the entrepreneurial stories and the things of like, you know, you, if you're going to make this your full-time gig and you're going to, you know, be a 10 Xer and all this, all this stuff, yeah. but sometimes it's just okay to have a little side hustle and, you know, yeah. it's intention not to be, to be the next, full-time gig maybe that's what you need but i think sometimes we just need another creative outlet you know yeah yeah definitely and um you know what's what's hard is like if you start listening to podcasts about side hustles they immediately go to that 10 x yeah. mentality so there there's been weeks where i've had to really just like slow down and remember that this is uh I'm, and it may be different for others but like for me it's just it's not something that i'm trying to become the next best videographer yeah, and do that yeah. for my full-time job i i mean i get to in a different way but um but that's not my my goal isn't to do that so it, it's a little bit different for me as a side hustle because it's more so just as a side creative opportunity yeah well i, I just think that's a great perspective to have I, sometimes i don't think we get that in our brain that it's just another creative outlet and and you may yeah. happen to make a little bit of side money so right you know, it's, yeah it's, it's come in handy <laughs> It's come in handy for diapers with a 10-month-old uh, daughter. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, uh, you mentioned podcasts uh, just a second ago, and, and you have a podcast, the Called Creative Podcast. Um, can you tell us a little yeah. bit about the origin of that and what led you to start it? Sure. Um, yeah, so the Called Creative Podcast is uh, one of the things that I am most passionate about in my life right now. It is something that from the second that I sat down and started doing it, um, just really felt like I was in my lane that God had called me to be in. And, um, you know, so I started it about six months ago and, um, I look forward to every episode that I record. Yeah. I look forward to every day when it comes out and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to, uh, you know, let it, 
go the route of like trying to pay attention to numbers, try to pay attention to, you know, the, the stats and all that stuff. Because I, I, just as a side note, I really feel like as creatives, when we're living our calling out, um, we should be living it out for the sole reason that God wants us to do that. Not because we're trying to make it the next big thing mm. or the next 10 X or thing yeah. to keep using that analogy. But, um, so yeah, so it's been something that I've, uh, again, another creative outlet, but it's something that I'm really passionate about. The, the goal behind it is to encourage and champion creatives in the church. And, um, it's something that I wish I would have had whenever I was younger starting out. And so I, I try to keep that idea in mind and that mentality that, in hopes that I'm creating something that will encourage creatives who come behind me and, um, or beside me in that matter. So, um, so yeah, so about six months ago, I, um, I decided that a podcast would be a good route to do this kind of ministry in and, or this type of encouraging for creatives during quarantine. It was, uh, one podcast amongst millions others that were started, yeah. I think. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of an interesting time to start a podcast. But um, but yeah, so about six years ago, I really just felt like um, I, as I was connecting with other creatives, I just realized that they needed encouragement. And um, so I, like I said, I started it six months ago and um, decided to start creating episodes on a regular basis. And um, I approached my leadership at the convention and they gave me the opportunity and, um, again, just trying to take advantage of the opportunity and walk through the door that God's opened for me and, um, hoping to create a resource that, uh, creatives resonate with and, um, are able to, uh, listen to and feel encouraged by it and hopefully help them push through the next couple yeah. weeks until the next episode comes out <laughs> and push them through another two weeks, you know? So you know how some of that goes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's a great, great show. So I've, I've enjoyed all the episodes I've listened to. That. And, um, yeah, we, we do need encouragement, especially during this, this season that, uh, we, we met with our, our team leaders, uh, last week and, and, you know, it just seems like through, uh, this year, um, uh, creatives in the church have been asked to do a lot of things and, uh, you know, it it might be easy to either feel overwhelmed or even feel underappreciated, uh, during this time. So, uh, I think a show like yours is doing a good job of not only providing, uh, practical wisdom, but also providing that encouragement. So, uh, keep it up, man, keep it up. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate you listening to it. Yeah. uh, And uh, so kind of with that in mind of, you know, this year and you said you started that during the the quarantine and and all that stuff. um, We've kind of taken to ask a lot of our guests this question, but what have you learned about yourself uh, during this unprecedented time? Yeah, I am naturally an introvert, Mm -hmm. as I think most creatives (laughs) tend to be. But um but, and what's been really interesting for me is like, I have a tight group of friends, tight knit, and that's, that's my people. And, um, and I'm just the way that I'm wired. I don't, you know, I'm not attracted to large groups mm-hmm. and those kind of things. So whenever we went into quarantine, I was like, ah, no big deal. I'll just create at home like I always do and I'll be fine. And, you know, I think COVID has, um, turned me into less of an introvert it's been interesting because I, I i got to a point where i was just like all right i want to go to the movies like i want to yeah. go be with people i want to go 
eat dinner at my favorite Tex-Mex restaurant and I just want to go be with people. And I thought, you know, if I'm feeling this way, I can't imagine how extroverts might feel in this, in this time. And my wife, my wife is a extreme extrovert. She loves to be around people. And, um, so it's, it's just kind of sent me in this weird spot of realizing that how much we need people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm, like I said, naturally an introvert. So I tend to keep to myself and, um, and my tight group of friends. But what I've really learned probably the most is how much we do need each other in physical form. And, um, I think most of us would even say that we've learned that we need people during this time. But for me specifically, I just, um, I was overwhelmed with that and overwhelmed with how much that I, uh, need people. And for, uh, my wife and I, her family lives in Louisiana, and my family still lives in Crockett in East Texas. And so we don't have family local. Mm-hmm. And so that was really interesting to us to have a 10-month-old baby. And um, she was born in January, so it was just right before quarantine yeah. started. And um, so, you know, mix that with quarantine and uh, and then also just normally being around a creative team and i just realized how much that meant to me um that for it to be kind of taken away from us for a time period um really opened my eyes to see how much we do need people yeah and i another thing that i learned was that i'm i'm a i'm a perfectionist and um i've really trying to take really tried to take time during this time to step back and evaluate that examine that to try to stop expecting perfection from myself so much and just create and let go and um, create things that I feel like God wants me to and just let it be. And, you know, we were just talking about the podcast and that's been one of those things that has really taught me that too, is to create those things, create the, the episodes, have the conversations that I think God is wanting us to have and um, just let it go, yeah. give it to the world. And there's no take backs <laughs> once you send it out there. So that's true. So yeah, so that's some of the things that I've learned. Oh, that, that's good. Uh, you know, it's, it is surprising for, for introverted people, how even when you take those little, little forms of relationships away, um, sure. you know, it, it is a challenge and I'm, a, I'm with you on the movies. I, I think everyone around me is tired of me saying, I just want to go to a good movie. <laughs> yeah. And just sit in darkness. I, I'm fine being the only one in the theater. I just want, yeah, you know, right. I just wanted to be there. <laughs> so and give me some of that, some of that stale movie theater popcorn. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to, yeah, nothing, happy to eat it. <laughs> uh, well, Kobe, as we uh, drop to a close here, I just have uh, one last question we ask of all our guests, and uh, that is, do you have any words of encouragement for fellow creatives out there? Yeah. So I've got kind of a two part answer here that I do want to share. Um, I, I really was praying about this whenever you sent the questions over because I um, this is like we've kind of talked through this whole thing. This is something that I'm I'm just very burdened for the creative in the church. And um, but today I what I wanted to say was, you know, we were talking about social media, talking about those kind of things, and we do live in a very visual world, and um, we know that everything that we do is on display. And like I said a second ago, I've always tried to fight that perfectionist uh, lane. And, and I think a lot of creatives do. And I think we create with this uh, idea in mind that everybody's going to see what we do. And I think we 
do that and in turn we start creating for people we start creating for their pleasure or for their um, attention and um, it's a very draining place to be as a creative whenever you start doing that and um, you know if we're very honest with ourselves nothing we ever create will be good enough for everybody somebody's not gonna like what we do and as creatives that's kind of hard for us because this is most times our baby whatever we're making whatever we're creating or whether that's music or paintings or podcasts um it's our it's the thing that we've devoted time to and so to know that somebody somewhere is critiquing it is in the back of our heads but um So my word of encouragement to creatives is that I want you to remember that, you know, we are called to use our craft to glorify God. And so I want to encourage you to do your work for the Lord and not for man. And um, Colossians 3.23 sits on my desk so that I'll remember this, that um, the scripture says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. And... I think that if we as creatives will take that mindset that what we're creating is not for people, it is to connect with them, to share with them, but ultimately it is an act of worship, what we are creating. And if we will create out of awe, out of adoration and reverence for the Father, then um, it's a freeing place to be. So I want to encourage creatives out there to um, to try to approach your craft with that in mind and then the second part of that is just to not quit don't quit Um, God gave you a craft like I said to worship him with and um, don't let the lack of likes or views or shares keep you from worshiping God with the craft that he intentionally providentially gave you and um, so The easy example here is Noah. What if Noah would have stopped building the ark because people didn't think he made sense or because they thought he was crazy? And um, he didn't. And so now we have that story of his um, faithfulness to God and God's faithfulness to him. And um, so I just want to encourage you to create out of worship for the Lord and um, do it in awe and reverence for him and not to quit. Um, because people don't like it or because they don't understand what you do. Um, If you're doing it for the Lord, um, that's what really matters. We want to thank Kobe again for joining us. Uh, Go check out his podcast, The Call Creative. Uh, It's got a lot of great insights and he's got a lot of great guests uh, on the show so go check it out well uh, everybody it's time to get out of here but before we do you have any final thoughts anything you'd like to discuss R.I.P. you guys with the ghost and everything. God is bigger than the boogeyman God is bigger than the boogeyman um, <laughs> Chris I haven't don't want no monsters in my house tonight. oh yeah Right. That music video scared me as a child. Did it really? Yeah, it did. Wow. Yeah. Four-year-old me was terrified of. <laughs> was it? Was it Carmen's Widow Peak? Carmen's <laughs> just kind of scary in general. And the devil's. Oh, he's said. like five foot nothing. 
<laughs> yeah, that music video he's and the uh, he's a short king. the one where Carmen visits a like witch's king. house or something. Oh yeah, like that. witch's invitation. Yeah, yeah. when uh, yeah. the witch like or when the demons come and grab the witch, I was like five years old. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Oh man! All I gotta say is his movie, the knockoff Rocky movie that he made. Never saw it. It goes hard. Was it called it's a good Champion? Movie. Isn't that what it was called? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They went all out. They didn't. They didn't no. make it all Christian. They didn't. Did it? No. Have curse words. Yeah. Really. Yes. I really went for it. I think the Blind Side also had curse words. But that wasn't supposed to be a Christian movie, was it? No. You're thinking of facing the giants, which definitely didn't have curse no, words or not. a good storyline or <laughs> good acting. good production. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you are correct. It did make a lot of money, though, um, so good for them. Yeah, good which goes them. back to the, I mean, yeah. Anyways, anyways, maybe we should wrap this episode <laughs> up so before we uh, go too far. So for Kyle Lee, uh, for producer Chris, for Kyler Clap, I'm Jason Evans, and uh, we hope you guys have a wonderful week. And I will be back next week with a fresh episode. Create a radio show.